This is the Unstoppable Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and empower you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Here is your host, Justin Self. We are back with Ryan Reiser. I didn't do a proper job of introducing you, my friend. I'm so sorry. You are the, number one, you're my best friend. Um, You are also uh, like my brother, although we're cousins, but you, um, most people know you as a uh, as the CEO owner of JNR JR excuse me JR yeah. Imaging Logistics Incorporated you um can you tell us just give us like a quick quick blurb on what you what your business does yeah sure i had the honor of telling a little bit of our business origin story um on our first couple podcasts together and um i, I just have a passion uh you know for people um for flying uh i love team building uh, I love seeing people equipped. Uh, you know, I get excited to give them tools and see them go out and use those tools. Uh, you know, the pilots that fly with us are, uh, they really enjoy using their creative mind to come up with, uh, efficiency ideas. And, um, you know, uh, I love the feedback I get from them. Uh, this is developing, it's fluid, it's an adventure. Uh, you know, my wife is very involved. Uh, she has a big, uh, say and what happens and and what direction we go and uh, you know this was this was her idea mm-hmm. um, but you know I love serving in church I'm submitted under my pastor's leadership um, you know I want to grow every day I don't want to waste a day uh, you know I don't want any neutral days you know I want I want to give life every day and uh, I'm, I'm having a blast. Uh, you know, you and I were talking about heaven. Yeah, heaven sounds great. I'm excited to go to heaven, but man, not until we're done here. That's right. I'm I'm so excited to be on this earth right now. Yeah. Uh, in this time, you know, as Christians, as it gets darker, we shine. It is so fun. Uh, you know, God gave me a personal word over all this. Yeah, the world's getting darker. It doesn't take very long to learn any of this and and any any bit of it and 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 see you know bad decisions being made and 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 all of that that's easy to find but you know god told me he said hey you're going to dance on top of this mm-hmm. like this doesn't affect your joy um this is going to be fun that's how god speaks to me yeah. he goes ryan this is going to be fun you don't have the answers you don't have the perspective i do but i created you and, and we're going to have fun together. And, you know, like I said, I like, I like being corrected by God. Mm-hmm. He corrects those he loves. Yep. Uh, Man, thank God, you awesome. know, we're corrected. We're the sons of God. Yeah. Uh, we're led by God. It, it, without that voice, man, I'm sure our flesh would screw it up pretty quick. It wouldn't take very long. But we're constantly renewing our mind by getting in the word. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God, faith doesn't come by listening; it comes by hearing. They pressed in around Jesus to hear, mm. you know, to understand, and, to receive, right? Not just to have it yeah. flow in one ear and out, but really to to receive what He had to say. 
Yeah. He who has begun a good work is faithful to complete it. That's right. You know, put you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you, you know, with the right mindset, you know, God put desires in our heart and they're his desires too. And they change, you know, they become the desires that God has, you know, for people. Uh, That's what, that's a huge motivator. That's a huge driver. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question, but. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you know, many people uh, from a worldly standpoint would look at your life and they would say, oh, he's a successful businessman, you know? And I love what you said, because you, you didn't, I mean, you didn't mention those things. You mentioned your heart, you mentioned what God's doing. And I just know that whenever you and I talk about business, even when we're not trying to talk about anything spiritual or anything about the word, we're just talking straight business. Every single time it comes down to you, or, you know, telling me how awesome the Holy Spirit is and how he led you into mm-hmm. this decision and you, you know, encouraging me and reminding me, man, the Holy Spirit is our guide. He's been here before. He's done this in business. He's like, and Ryan, you're always telling me, the Holy Spirit is my, is my best business partner. He shows yeah. us what's coming. He gives us ideas. He gives us clues. He helps us make the right decision. And so that, you know, that, that leads us right into our topic today, which is prosperity. And we're going to yeah. continue the conversation we started on the last podcast. But before we do, I wanted to in- introduce real quick a scripture that, um, that I really feel like the Lord quickened to us kind of on the break here. Um, this is in ex, uh, G- this is in Genesis chapter 39, and this is how God sees prosperity. This is something, uh, I think is very powerful. It can shift our mindset on the word prosperity. This is when, um, after Joseph had been taken to Egypt and he was, I mean, he was standing on the, on the slave block. He was stripped down. He was standing out there and people were betting on him or, you know, making auctions on him and everything. And I mean, can you imagine anything more humiliating than that? Standing there naked in front of everybody and they're making offers and stuff. And you're a slave in an unknown country. You don't know what they're saying because you can't understand the language, man. That does not look like prosperity to me. That looks like a mess. But listen to this. Verse two in chapter 39, it says, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. Mm. God's view on prosperity is different than what a lot of us think prosperity is, right? He went from a pit to an auction block to a slave in a house that he ended up managing, right? And then the wife accuses him of rape. Of course, this is not his spirit, but you know, he gets thrown in prison. Now he's in prison. So pit, auction block, slave, servant, <laughs> promoted, then prison. <laughs> yeah. Interprets dreams of the king led by the spirit of God, gets put into the prime minister position, equips Egypt to handle a famine that could threaten to wipe out a ton of people. But because of Joseph's wisdom uh, given by God, right? This is is by God. um, He is able through prosperity to save the nations around Egypt, including his own family. The the people of Israel. I mean, they were saved. The enemy was trying to wipe them out. And he, through, through God's power and his word and his goodness over him and his prophecy, Joseph was able to... Save that nation. God directly yeah. used Joseph's prosperity yep. to save his people. Wow. And can you imagine your, your, your brothers walk in, the same guys who sold you into slavery, and, and you're looking at them, and you have the option 
but he chose forgiveness, reunification, and wisdom in, in his prosperity. Yep. You know, I'd be looking at them going, hey, or they, they're looking at him going, <laughs> well, I, I was I was number eight on this thing. You know, uh, <laughs> your head's coming off. He's going to behead you first, yep. right? Yep. You're the one who threw him. Okay. And you, you ripped that coat off him. <laughs> And threw him in there, and you took the money for him. Yeah, I, I might, I might leave with my head, but you yeah. all getting beheaded. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> can you imagine yeah. walking in there? Yeah, but you needed. They needed it. They needed Joseph's prosperity yeah. to save them. Yeah, we had talked about uh, Deuteronomy six nine. Um, you know, we shall write God's commandments on the doorpost of our house and on our gates. Uh, you know, the ways of God are on display uh you know your doorpost that's your that's your 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 body that's everything you're connected with is you're a temple you're a house mm-hmm. right you know what what do you allow in that house you know we're we're kings of our own kingdom whether that's uh you know your bedroom or or it is a house or 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 whatever um you know we were talking about the the poverty mindset and uh, and how the devil would love for you to just take that on and and own that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and the frustrations of you know modern Christianity just embracing that and being opposed to prosperity, which all through the Bible, God is talking about this. Psalm one: He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water, whose you know. Uh, brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, yeah. and whatever he does shall prosper. Shall the prosper. ungodly are not so, but yeah. are like the chaff, which wind drives away. You, you, you know, uh, there's one verse, but the yeah. Bible is full, full, start to finish of these verses. Um, you know, we- third John two. I mean, beloved, I wish, I pray above all things. That you would be that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. This is not a, you know, if we look at the Bible, and I've mentioned this many times in other podcasts, if we just take a a very serious look at what the Bible actually says about prosperity, we're gonna find that there is no argument in the Bible that says that God wants us to be poor and God wants us to struggle through life. And yeah, Correct. I admit and I totally agree that this is things have been taken to an extreme excess in some areas, but so has salvation. Sure. So has anything else that comes with God's truth? Just because something is taken to an excess in one area doesn't negate the fact that there's a reality behind God's right. truth and God's word to prosper his children for a purpose. Yeah. And, and context is important too. You know, in Job, it says, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We've written worship songs on it. We sing it, right? Um, and, and it's the most common used phrase in a, in a Christian funeral there is, right? Mm. Um, but it's not God's character. Because you read later in Job, he says, uh, you know, now that I have seen you, before, all I knew was rumors about you. But now that I know you, God, and I've seen you, I take it all back. I take yeah. it back everything I said. Yep, yep. But you have, to, you have to study. Study, you know, can mean break a sweat. You need mm. to put in the effort to look at this and not just take what religion says, uh, you know, about this subject, you need to go see it for yourself. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, someone else can't to taste, taste you. Gotta you. Put some, you gotta put something in your mouth and chew it. I can't taste your dinner. 
right? I got to taste the word of God for myself. Yeah. And that's one thing I love about when we talk is you, you always share these stories and these encouragements and I get fired up and you know, anybody else, if I'm listening to a pastor or a teacher and we get encouraged and excited, but at the end of the day, that's their revelation. I can't live off their revelation. I have got to get into right. the word of God myself and taste and see for myself that the Lord is good. And that's when, that's one thing I'm encouraging people that are listening to do is, man, take these stories, take these encouragements and, and go get into the word of God yourself. Let the Holy Spirit reveal these things to you directly. Study to show thyself approved, a workman, you know, approved by yes. God, not ashamed. Right, uh, the word of truth. You know, yeah. That doesn't mean you have to study to be approved by God. You study to realize that you are approved by God through what Jesus did. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Right? Yeah. And prosperity is one of those things. There's many things, but it's just one of those things. Uh-huh. So let's We're talking um, about prosperity right now. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and the devil doesn't want you to see this. You know, it, it's going to it's going to produce strength in your life and confidence in your life and confidence to win the battles, the things that are holding you back and 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 putting you into bondage. We can have confidence and strength in these things. Um, you know, when the Israelites left Egypt uh, in Exodus 13:18, it says they left harnessed uh, in one translation. And, you know, Strong's defines the word harnessed as staunch. And I had to look up staunch too. That's not yep, a word. That's I an use. old word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Staunch, uh, which means of strong and firm construction, able bodied mm. soldiers armed. So these people, they were muscular and they were fit, lean, mean machines, okay, from years of hard labor you know, uh, from their hundreds of years of slavery. Um, you know, they, Pharaoh himself was afraid of them and their physical growth, right? This is why he ordered the killing of the Israelite baby boys. He's like, Hey, if these guys figure out, you know, if they get some confidence, uh, I could lose, I could lose a lot. I could Mm -hmm. lose some stock here. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, so the enemy is the same way. He's like, Oh man, if these believers of God, if they, they can see, you know, who they are in Christ. Mm. I'm done. Come on. So he's going to, the devil doesn't care if you go to church or not. If you're in church, he wants to marginalize your victories. Yeah. Uh, he wants you dwelling on the exterior, the circumstances. He wants you negative, whining and complaining. He wants you offended. He would love you to get offended with your pastoral leadership, with with, with whoever you're serving with, the best relationships I have are the people I serve with that I choose not to get offended by. Mm. I mean, absolutely. We can get offended easy. If you, if you look for it. Yeah. But is, is that, no, that, you know, you know, you're, you're my brother. I've been offended with you, Justin. I, there, there's been times I've it. been mad at you. I've, I've given you <laughs> plenty of ammunition. I'm sure I have. <laughs> and I have, I have likewise, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I love in Joseph's story that he was able to operate in forgiveness. It's a choice. In Absolutely. prosperity. It's a choice. And God, and that's the thing. God said, the God's word said that God was with him and he was a prosperous man. What made yeah. Joseph so prosperous? Well, what you're talking about is it, made, it was his character and it was the things that, you know, he allowed God to do. He had visions and dreams and he was sticking to those things. So prosperity right. isn't limited to financial gain. Right. right? It, it does include it, but it's not limited to that. And I think that's one of the things that we're really, we're really saying here is that yep. it's a mindset, you know? You know, so the Israelites left, you know, harnessed, but they had a poverty mindset 
from their hundreds of years of slavery. And this mindset was passed down generation to generation. And, you know, their journey through the desert uh, was as much about God breaking that mindset off their life so that they would be able to conquer the enemy, excuse me, conquer the enemies that occupied the land that was promised to them. God had to build them up and, and show revelation to them about who he is and who they are to him and their relationship before they could, they could go into battle. Um, you know, Deuteronomy 6, 17, uh, you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, his testimonies and his statutes, which, uh, which he has commanded you and you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you mm. prosperity that yeah. you may go in wow. and possess the good land, which the Lord swore to your fathers to cast out all your enemies from before you as the Lord has spoken. Wow. Um, you know, my pastor was talking about, you know, the word possess in Hebrew, and I've looked this up on Blue Letter Bible. Um, that word possess is used many times in Exodus uh, and Old Testament, and it's in regards to occupying the land by taking it mm. from the previous tenant. Mm-hmm. That tenant didn't want to go, but they had to take it, the violent take it by force, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God had to build his people's mindset so they could launch into these unknown battles. There's a verse in Deuteronomy uh, that and, and it, it blew my mind. Uh, it was earlier Deuteronomy, I think, um, maybe Deuteronomy two or three, and and it said, you know, we conquered sixty cities, and you know, with the Lord, and and it said, and they were all walled and fortified, and and then like, oh yeah, and we got the easy ones too, <laughs> and I'm like, that was two verses, like logistically conquering sixty cities. That's gonna that's gonna take time, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. That yeah. was, and, and that was just two verses of, of Deuteronomy, um, you know. So, you know, the Lord is always building us up, you know, like David, you know, you're tending the flock and you deal with mm, yeah. insects and then yeah. you deal with, you know, a fox and then a wolf and, and then two wolves and then a lion and then a bear. And then you're, you, you kill a giant and then, and then you start a small kingdom and then you move to all of Israel. You know, it's step by step. Mm, yeah. These each one of them is a battle. Each one of them is unknown, um, you know, but we need to shake off this poverty mindset that we're, that the enemy is, is given us and, and, and our flesh sees that uh, and, and embraces it, especially when everyone around us is agreeing with that. Uh, people that you love, people that you respect, um, it, it's that personal revelation in the Bible where, where God is revealing this stuff, you know, a rhema word in the Bible for you. Yeah. Um, it's not just Man. logos or logic word, but a rhema word where God puts his spirit on those words and they jump off the page. You may have read it every month, you know, on the same day in, in your Bible reading or, or whatever, but on that day, it saves your life. Come right. On. Yeah. What if I just, as you're talking, I'm thinking, what if David had told himself he's always going to be a shepherd? Can you imagine him out in the field just saying, well, this is my lot in life. This is what we do. I'm the youngest well, son did, of all my brothers. This is this is who I am. He did the opposite. He was anointed he sure king while still a shepherd. He sure was. But he had that's to, the thing. He had to he believe went, that. And he went back to sh- tending sheep after he was anointed king. So he had a word right. from God. He had a rhema, like what you're saying. He had a rhema spoken, I mean, intimate, unmistakable word from God. And his circumstances said him otherwise. For years. I mean, we uh, scholars estimate it was about, I think it was 20 something years. Don't quote me on that, but I think it was like 20 something years before he was actually anointed or before he actually physically took possession of the kingdom. 
Um, right. And so this guy, you know, David, he had to face this mindset. And again, you don't go in and fight Goliath with no armor and a stone if you don't have a wealth or prosperity or overcoming mindset. And again, where does that mindset come from? Did it come from arrogance? No, it came from God's word. He recognized who he was in Christ. If I'm putting it in today's language, he recognized who he was in God and how Mm -hmm. um, the Holy Spirit had come upon him and spoken things to him and anointed him and given him an identity statement, right? You are going Mm -hmm. to be the next king of Israel. And, you know, with that word, he went back to keeping sheep. He went back to training in the wilderness, being faithful step by step. And look at the results that happened. But you're right. It didn't happen overnight. This was a mindset thing. Well, and with Israel, God's plan wasn't for Israel to stay in the desert with a slavery mindset forever. It was, you know, to build them up so they could conquer their enemies and and take that ground. That's right. You know, so another thing I want to touch on real quick. I don't mean to take it on a tangent, but it was not his will that they wander in the desert. What you said is absolutely true. It was his will that they would come straight out, cross through the Red Sea and go right in and get busy. That was his plan. That was his will. Yeah. And they, they had tests along the way and he's like, okay, this is where they're at. Yeah. We're going to have to stay here and circle this until they can pass that test. Right. And when, and when the 10 spy, the 12 spies came back and they had that evil report where they, they had, again, I mean, man, we're just touching on this mindset over and over again. They said, we mm-hmm. went to the land and the land was good and it was prosperous and amazing and glor- you know, glorious and these bundle of grapes, we had to hold them between two men. And so, yeah, the land is good, but <laughs> right? But that's a big, but the, they're giants in the land. They're grasshopper. We look like grasshoppers in their sight. And so are we in our own sight. Their mindset put them in that low position and it didn't, it didn't fly. If if we're living the way God wants us to live in his ways, then we're not going to play nice with poverty and allow its thoughts to compromise our stand. Right. And that's what Caleb and Joshua did in that moment. They were bold and they spoke against that nasty word. They spoke against that evil word and they, they were very strong. Like what you're saying, like what we talked about last time, taking every thought captive, they were uh, uh, violent against that thing. No tolerance for it. Yeah. My, my pastor this week preached uh, on unwanted house guests. And uh, I reference my pastor all the time because he receives from the Holy spirit for me at, at this point, you know, you can hear a great message by, fantastic ministers. But when your pastor is preaching for his flock led by God, it's for you. So, uh, you know, I'm good. I I love bringing this out because I'm going to go focus on this. God's going to go show me, you know, areas of my life where the words that my pastor has spoken to me uh, through, you know, through Christ, you know, it's going to produce results. So, you know, he unwanted house guests. There was a, there was a poll done. I wrote this down where they asked people to describe why they didn't much appreciate unwanted house guests. Here's some of the grievances, right? When they come, they show no future plans of leaving. They come into your house, they begin to snoop. When they do leave, then they start to show up uninvited and they bring other people too. They're critical of your life decisions and lifestyle. They disrupt the common areas with their nasty habits. They refuse to follow house rules. They're not worried about robbing you of your rest. They produce offspring that they refuse to discipline. Mm -hmm. They turn the volume of distractions up. They impact your diet. They are of no help with real work. They're ungrateful and never come bearing gifts. 
you know, I look at this and, um, you know, I think this relates to compromise. You know, uh, you look at Daniel, you know, when he was offered the king's food, um, you know, accept, accepting that would compromise his character and what he was building his life and decisions mm, that he had yeah. made. When they were you talking know, about decision mm-hmm. and everything, he's decision, like, no, I'm going to, yeah. 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 Decision means to cut away from. So, you know, you pull up to a fast food menu in your car, when you make a decision, in reality, what that word is saying is you're cutting away 70 other options and leaving one, right? So he had made decisions to cut things away in his life. And rather than compromise, you know, that decision, he made the people around him compromise their demands so that they they could stay connected with him. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it worked out for everyone because he prospered in health and in, in, in wisdom and yeah, stood, stood before the king, you know, in excellence through this. Um, but, you know, he, re- he resolved not to defile himself, um, you know, uh, to not receive things he had cut out. Um, you know, as far as house guests, that's what a compromise is. Uh, it's the little things that we let slide. You know, it's the emotions we c- should control, the forgiveness that we should actually rule over. Um, these are the sh- thoughts that show no plans of ever leaving. You know, they bring other nasty thoughts with them. Uh, they keep us awake at night uh, and produce more like them. You know, we need to eradicate this from our lives. Take every thought captive. Uh, you know, uh, we have authority over these thoughts. And, and, you know, a poverty mindset robs you of peace, of God's provision, uh, you know, a person with poverty mindset is going to have a hard time tithing or giving or being generous. And when you're not tithing, what you are saying is don't trust God. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's, and Jesus that's, says that's finances tough. are a little thing, that's right? right? Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yep. You know, we're, talking, are a thing. we're talking to, we're talking to believers here, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> if we can trust God with something little, you know, then we can trust him with, with something big. We can trust him with the true riches, but we have to be faithful in, in, you know, worldly resource. Yeah. That's good. Um, well, in the poverty mindset, like you're saying, robs freedom. That robs our freedom in Christ, whom the son sets free is yeah. free indeed. Uh, and, and Jesus said that it's the truth that, you know, he said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He didn't say, the truth in the form of the Bible, just sitting on your shelf or something will set you free. That's a common mis- mis- uh, misquotation of that verse. People say, oh yeah, Jesus said that the truth will set you free. That is actually not true at all. That's not what Jesus said. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Right. And so when we're living in a poverty mindset, which Ryan, you and I have both experienced this, we're, we're speaking from experience. This isn't us, you know, on a soapbox. We've had this mindset and, you know, the poverty mindset cripples you and it holds you in chains and it keeps Mm -hmm. you back. And so it's not until we know the truth, we learn the truth from God's word that he does want us to prosper and what that prosperity is meant for, right? And the proper context to these Mm -hmm. types of things. And, um, you know, it isn't until then that we start experiencing freedom from what the enemy wants to do in our lives through a poverty mindset. It really does cripple us and it really tears us up. And I believe, I really believe that is the reason why prosperity is so spoken against in the mainstream Christian world 
and why there's so many YouTube videos against it. And there's all these things. I really honestly Mm -hmm. believe with all my heart, it is an attack of the enemy on the truth of God's word concerning prosperity Mm -hmm. and the godly use of prosperity because he, he, he knows how powerful it is when a man or woman of God walks in their anointing, walks in the truth of God's word and walks in godly prosperity and does it the way that God intended it to do. So I, I, I mean, I think it's a great plan. <laughs> if I was him, yeah. that's what I would do. I'd try to, I'd try to knock that thing sure. out too, because you know, again, why, why is, I think if, um, I heard it once, if you're taking flack, you're over enemy territory. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? World you know, you know, we you knew know we were close to the target because of all the flack. Yeah. Exactly. You're taking <laughs> flack, you know, you're over the target. So there's something to be said about it. And, um, yeah, yeah. I just want to make that point. I think that's, um, I think Ab- that's powerful what you just said. So. Absolutely. Well, back to what we said at the last podcast, we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. Uh, That's why testimony is so good uh, because it's the truth that you know, you cannot tell me something contrary to what I know in my spirit that I have seen. And the word know the truth and set you free that we were talking about there. The word know is the same word that was used uh, it with Adam and Eve. All right. Adam knew his wife and then they had offspring. So if you do the math here, that's a pretty intimate relationship that we're talking (laughs) about. How that works. I don't know how that works. That's that's how that works. (laughs) Charlie's four years old. She asked me yesterday and I'm like, you are here already. Okay. There we go. Oh yeah. We've had the conversation Uh, with Caleb. Praise the Lord. It just comes up. Yeah. The conversation will evolve as she gets older. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how did we get on this uh, subject? How did we get here? But but know the truth, and it'll set you free. That's an intimate knowledge, and it someone is. who's telling their story has an intimate knowledge of their story. This is why testimony is so powerful. You know, um, we're ambassadors of heaven. We're vessels that God plans to use here on earth on. to reach the lost and the hurting. You know, the church is God's plan. You know, uh, you look at wealthy people in the Bible. Let's talk about, man, let's let's talk about Solomon, okay? Mm-hmm. Richest man who ever lived. Uh, I forgot the numbers, but if you study it out, yeah, he, he's oh, the richest the numbers man who are ever, ever lived. I mean, they're in the billions, you know? right? If we were to do it out, um, I believe they were yeah. in the, for sure in the billions. Like he was a, he was a billionaire in today's standards. Um, and I think it was Beyond. like an excessive billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, and David, you know, he wanted to build a temple for God and, and he gave billions in today's money uh, to his son to build God's temple. Cause God said, no, I'm going to have your son build it, but you're going to set him up. Right. Um, so that, you know, obviously a godly mission, you know, for their, their resources. Um, but these men had God's favor and wisdom operating in their lives and it was there so they could lift others up. Right. You know, Solomon was able to sustain food and resources for other nations in times of famine, uh, you know, just like Joseph, you just know, like did Joseph. back in the day. Yeah. Um, but here's God once again, saving people through resources. That's you know, right, resources. we want godly people to have resources to bless, to lift up, to save, you know, to respond in a godlike manner when they have an opportunity. If you don't have any money in the bank or any excess, you cannot respond. I had a Jehovah's Witness come to my door, very nice, well-dressed guy, really friendly. We had a great conversation, and we started talking about the Bible, of course, and he pulled out some authentic verses, and um, 
and we were talking and he found out that I ran my own company. He immediately flipped to the verse that says, you know, in his words, money is the root of all evil. <laughs> and I corrected him and I said, the love of money is That's the right. root of all evil. I said, That's right. That's what it says. Yep. Yeah. It, I said, how can a good man affect those around him without using money? You know, you can quantify almost everything you do in a day with a dollar amount. Uh, you know, the, the energy required to charge my iPad so you and I can do this call, that has a dollar amount. The computer, the, the heat in the house, that's tied directly to dollars. You know, I told this man, um, I told him, you know, my money is sent out on assignment. That's right. It's going to provide jobs. It's going to produce a healthy product. It's going to pay taxes to support our state and our nation's infrastructures. And I want to give generously when there's a need. Uh, you know, at this point, you know, he had nothing for me. He left the door open. So that gave me the opportunity to pour into him verses that mentioned prosperity in the Bible, just like you and I are talking about. But he was just representing views that were, were passed down to him through people that he respected, you know, through religion, but they're not represented in the Bible. Right. Um, you know, there's so many prosperity verses here. You know, the, a wise, righteous man is generous. And he plans to give. He lends to others. Yeah. He's a blessing to other people. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says a a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Yes. There's value. There's value in in prosperity. There's value in this. And it it by no means is for personal um, just pleasure, like just spending it on our own pleasures. Like, again, there's so much scripture about that. Um, but yeah. like you're saying, it's, it's a way to bless people. I mean, and, and again, my goodness in North America here and in these, you know, these first world countries, we have so much opportunity to be stewards of these finances. Now I do want to say real quick, Ryan, I mean, you, you, this is not a gospel or a message just for someone who's in a first world country. This message of the Bible, God's word, um, it works in every culture, every skin color, every race, Amen. Every, everything, every country on the planet. I don't care how impoverished or where in Africa or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. India you live, God's word works. You know, I just, we're in a country where we, my goodness, in America, we just really, we really need to get a handle on this because money is so easy here. And I know that might be offensive to some people, but I'm telling you guys, I've been there I've been down to where I've had no money at all. I've been struggling with $0 in the bank making my bills meet mm-hmm. in, in America. But once I started trusting God as my source and working hard and just being faithful, it, it does really start to multiply. And we do have so many opportunities here in this country that we don't have in other countries. And so I do think it's our responsibility to, to be blessed so that we can be a blessing and we can bring life to yeah. people. Yeah, in Job twenty two twenty eight in the Amplified, it says, "You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you in the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways." Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but this means it's our responsibility to prosper. You yeah. shall yeah. decide and decree, and it shall be established for you. And God's favor will shine upon you. He'll bless the work of our hands if we're living a life in God's ways, you know, like you said, I think we have the best time and place in history to prosper right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're living in God's ways, we're going to be punching above our weight. I don't care who you are or where you are or what you're doing. 
you know, um, especially in this world right now where most people are trying to do the minimum to keep their paycheck and, and not get fired, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, if we show up early, we do more than's asked of us. We operate in wisdom. We don't whine and complain or dwell on the negative. And then we take responsibility. That's a path to promotion in any field with any starting point. I absolutely am convinced of that. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Africa. I remember you and I talking about um, a guy that you were mentoring there yes. uh, on, on prosperity. And uh, was this, was this a, a, a business that was built? Can you, can you tell me about that? Well, real brief, briefly, I mean, I just, we had the pleasure of meeting, you know, so many people over there um, when we were there in 2017. And um, I just remember this one guy really, you know, was talking about money and just how, how hard he, he was having a hard time and he wanted us to pray for him for money and all this. And I just started talking to the man and I was like, Hey, you, you've got a job, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a job, you know, and, but you know, I, I've got, I'm paying this and paying that, you know, and I'm like, man, what an opportunity you have. You have a job not everybody has jobs, you know? And he's like, yeah, I know, but it just, it's still not enough. And I'm having a hard time. And I just was able to share with him some of these truths from God's word. And I was saying, look, man, you trust God with your finances. You trust God with your time. You trust God to be your source. And man, you work hard and you can be a blessing to other people. And you watch what God does with your money and with your situation. And you watch what happens. And he was going to give you, as you prove yourself faithful at this platform, he's going to trust you with more and more. And you're going to see growth. And I just remember, um, I built it like a, a budget sheet or something and I shared it with him. And so when we came back home, you know, I mentored him for, for several months um, online with budget sheets. And I mean, he gave me all his numbers and I just helped him. And honestly, the numbers were in American dollars, they were impossibly small, right? But the cost of living was, was also very small too. And I noticed that this guy actually had more disposable income for that culture than I had. <laughs> The numbers wow. were lower, but I'm looking at his percentages. I'm like, bro, you're, you're, this are, these are really, are these really all your expenses? And it just comes down mm-hmm. to these mindsets where it's like, man, let's just be disciplined. Yes. Let's learn how to do these things and let's learn to, to flow in these resources. And I just was able to encourage him with God's word. And um, today this man is um, serving at the local church. He's part of the ministry team there. And last I heard is he's prospering and seeing things grow. Um, I haven't had any numbers or anything. I don't know that, but I just know he's happy. He's prosperous and he's growing in these mm-hmm. things and he's trusting God and, and he's seeing results. And again, this is an example where this stuff works in any culture, re- regardless yeah. of the economic crisis, regardless of the, the stock market, God's word works. Amen. Every time. Um, and, and I think a lot of this, um, you know, I just, I urge your listeners Taste and see that the Lord is good. Put study into this. You know, for us to build a foundation on these truths, we have to break down what was there before. Right. And I think that's kind of where where you and I are going with this is it's a process to break this off of your life. Mm-hmm. And you have to want prosperity. You know, in healing, you have to want to be healed, yeah. to be healed. Uh, you know, um, you know, our... Our mindset is a manifestation of words that come from thoughts in your heart. Mm, yeah. You know, out of a man's Jesus heart, the that, mouth yeah. speaks. A good man out of the goodness of his heart brings forth good things. Um, I mean, everything, even when you're joking, if you're joking, there's a bit of truth there that you believe, or you wouldn't have brought that joke up. It wouldn't have resonated with you. Um, 
You know, a man who can control his, his tongue can control his whole body. Words are important. I mean, that we could, we go on this tangent for sure, but, (laughs) um, but man, you know, the time you spend in the Bible, the thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of power that you operate in. Mark 4, 24, um, can be, can be looked at that way. You know, yeah. Let's put some study to it. it. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's put some study to it, you know, and, and we're not condemning, you know, people who have a poverty mindset. We, we have to renew our mind to understand the favor of God that's Man, on you our know what? At the end of the day, I've been poor and um, I've been abundant and abundance better. <laughs> Amen. You know? I mean, and yeah, we're not, my identity isn't in wealth or anything. And my identity isn't in those things. My identity is in who God says that I am his word. And thank God, I'm just, I'm just honored and humbled to, you know, be at a place where we, we have more than enough. That's what abundance is. That's what prosperity is, is having more than enough. A surplus of prosperity is what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 11. And the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity so that we can be a blessing to other people. But we are to be mature sons of God, you know, not by mere uh, childbirth, but we, you know, exhibit the characteristics of our father and our God is not a God of just enough for me, right? He is a God of more than enough. We are to be imitators of God participating in every good work. And this demands Mm. prosperity. You know, money is a tool to be stewarded and put to work in the kingdom of heaven. That's right. And God will give you, as you start to get this, you'll get a passion to put resources to work. That's right. And, and you'll be, you'll be passionate about that on this journey. It's a journey. We're not, you don't listen to one podcast and get it. You have to put the study into the word of God and, and it becomes real to you. And then it becomes a part of your story. And next thing you know, you're pulling people up all around you and they can't be around you and not compromise uh, this, this flawed thinking, you know, because they see it in your life and it's spilling out onto them. It's exciting. It builds upon itself. It's an adventure. Um, thank you, Jesus. I'm, Praise the Lord. Man, that's good. Ryan, thank you so much. I'm, for. I'm, I'm so happy right now. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I, you know, and I feel like the Holy Spirit said what you wanted to say. Um, I feel like this has been really good. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your burning passion. I mean, this stuff just comes out of your pores because um, it's real. It's real life. It's what you're, what you're walking and what you're living in. And man, there's so much more. <laughs> I mean, we look back at our lives six months ago, man, we thought we were living it back then. And we look back and we're just like, man, what was I thinking six months ago? I was so immature. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go back. I, you know, six months of, of learning, being corrected yeah. by God himself, you know, his loving hand guiding me. Yeah. I can't lose those six months. There's so much growth <laughs> to be had along all these things. And um, thank God that it's a living word. He gives us the Bible, today, which is the living word. Today, I'm encouraged. Things that you've said, things that the Holy Spirit's you know, brought up in us and got us fired up about yeah. has encouraged me. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to, to go back and listen to this and um, just open my eyes to, to the possibilities. You know, God, God is all about the future. He's not about past experiences. Carnality is making decisions based off emotions of past history 
when you break it down. Mm, uh, you my know, goodness. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know, Jesus came that I, you may have life and life to the top till in abundance to the top till it overflows. It overflows. Come on. That's that's day to day. That's right now. Amen. If we can get just a couple of these verses to take root in the soil of our heart, and then we water that and Come we on. nurture that and we protect it because it's just a seed. Yep. We protect that seed. Then it grows into a towering oak that we can take residence in, that we can see as a fortress. We can climb up in that tree and it will support us in these battles. Man. That's good preaching. Read the word, spend time in the word, water the word, water that seed, encourage yourself in the Lord with other people who are walking in that path and we'll see a harvest. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? We'll see a harvest. If we want a harvest, we have to plant the seed. We have to cultivate the seed, keep the weeds out and God is going to cause the increase and it'll, and it'll happen. And the plower shall overtake the reaper. Oh my goodness. We didn't even get into that verse at all. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is that our next podcast? Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord. That verse is so powerful. Today, we just wanted to encourage you and give you something to walk away with. We hope that you've walked away from this podcast with a fresh insight into the word of God, you know, to bring power and to bring results to your life, to bring the life and the power of God into your circumstance, right where you're at, to encourage your faith and to build you up in the word of God. Anything else, Ryan? I'm just, I'm excited for all of you. I'm just excited that um, the word of God is real. Everything he said, his promises are yes and amen. What he did for those in the Old Testament, he will do for you. He's no respecter of persons. You can take that. That didn't just apply thousands of years ago. You know, that applies to you. And it's going to give life to you right now. It's going to give life to you in your next crisis, in your next circumstance, you'll start to see things and you'll recognize things. You can't go somewhere that you haven't seen. You have to see, you know, a future and then you can go there. And, and the word of God is so good for all this. It's alive. It's living. It sure is. Love you, bro. Bless you. Thank you for your time. Listeners, thank you so much. Please uh, leave a comment, leave a note, send us an email. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. Love to hear your ideas for future podcasts. Um, anything you'd like to see us you know, discuss or anything you want to ask Ryan, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer You know what you, what you got going on. And um, I do want to encourage people to check out, well, it's going to be in the outro, you'll hear it. But um, I did want to encourage people, uh, if they did want to partner with us financially, we do have a Patreon page. It's um, patreon.com slash unstoppable blog. We have opportunities to sow into the podcast, but we also have opportunities to sow into Pastor Peter and the work that's going on in Kenya. Hopefully you've been keeping up on that with our emails and all those types of things. Um, Right now we are, you know, kind of building a love gift for him. He's going to do some missions work in some different areas um, that God's spoken to him about. And, um, you know, he could use Bibles and gas money and those types of things. Um, Man, I'm telling you, every, I know I say it all the time, but every single dollar that we put into um, the church and to the Agape School ministry goes directly towards people who are hurting, who are lost, who are broken, and who need the glory of Jesus and who need to hear the gospel of God. So I encourage you to do that. If you're already a partner, thank you so much. We love you. We bless you. And we're praying for you. Otherwise, thank you for listening. And we love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more resources, including previous episodes, blogs, and free downloadable content, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. 
You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits.